Gone Mental Podcast. My name is Steve. So glad you are here. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, be sure to go back and um, grab the other episodes, take a listen, and make sure if you're joining us that you hit the, the follow button so you get notifications that um, a new episode drops. A new episode does drop pretty much every week between Wednesday and Friday at some point. Um, and if you, like I said, if you are just joining us for the first time, this is pretty much the convergence of the world of theology with the world of parenting with the world of mental health. Uh, as I sort of try to put all these things together and guide us toward what looks like a more Jesus-centered life at home uh, and challenge us as parents really to um to do things a little bit differently. Uh, so a lot of what we talk about is just my ideas and my thoughts and how I see scripture uh, and pointing us to a more Jesus-centered life and how we can challenge some of the cultural norms uh, to be just a little bit different, uh, the kind of different that I believe Jesus calls us to. Um, so yeah, um, let's have some fun because today's episode is probably going to make some of you uh, maybe a, a bit annoyed maybe angry, uh, maybe frustrated. You might even just turn this thing off and say, forget it. I don't want to listen to this guy. He's a loony tune. Um, and you wouldn't be wrong. But um, <laughs> so today, uh, Elf on the Shelf. Uh, right now I'm recording this uh, day before Thanksgiving, which means holidays are coming. Uh, and in some cases are here. Um, and that means shopping is crazy. Uh, my wife was out grocery shopping yesterday and could not believe how insane it was out. Um, and that frustrates the living daylights out of her. Um, and we were talking the other day how we wondered if we have, as a, as a Christian culture, as a church family, have we lost sight of what really matters? Now, I know this time of the year, uh, there's a lot of push toward keeping, especially in the, in the, in the wider Christian culture, there's a, there's a push toward trying to keep Jesus at the forefront of our minds. We typically turn everything into Jesus stuff. But I want to start today by talking about Elf on the Shelf, and I want to challenge every parent out there. Would you, if, I don't, even if you're not a Christian parent and you stumbled upon this, that, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, Throw that thing away. I mean, let's just stop and think for one second. It's behavioral modification. You are manipulating your child's behavior simply so that you can get them to be good during the holiday season. Uh, develop this sort of uh, anticipation for, for Christmas and for presents and for everything else that comes with it. Um, now, Christian parents specifically, what are you hoping to, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if this makes you upset, but I, I, I want you to really consider this question, okay? What are you hoping to accomplish in this? Because we have friends that do this, um, and we love them dearly, um, but it's the question I ask everybody, is what are you hoping to accomplish? What are you hoping to do? And I know it's it's this thought of oh it's just innocent oh it's just fun and it's just it's fun for the kids and and by no means do I want to make myself high and mighty because I believed in Santa as a kid and it didn't scar me okay I don't think um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not 
damaged goods because I believed in Santa and then I found out one day that I didn't uh, despite the fact that we had no chimney growing up and I learned that Santa had a special key to come into my house uh, and um, so a creepy old man coming into my house in the middle of the night it's just there was a point to which my brain was like nope that's not happening Um, and so but I'm sorry I have to ask the question it's that time of year and I have to ask it what are we trying to achieve right and I, I I tend to think, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and if, if this isn't right for you, then that's fine. But I tend to think that, is it, is it entirely possible that we are elevating the nature of gift-giving over and above the worship of Jesus? Okay, so I'm going to say that again. Are we elevating the nature of gift-giving over and above the worship of Jesus? The whole point that we have the Christmas season is to celebrate the birth of Jesus, despite the fact that he wasn't born in December. Forget that for a moment, but let's celebrate the birth, right? Let's celebrate what God sent to us in order to save us, because the birth is what leads to down the road to the, you know, the resurrection, right? The crucifixion and resurrection, which is the hallmark of of our salvation. I once wrote years ago that Easter is actually the, for the Christian, Easter is the better holiday, right? Easter is the better holiday because Jesus could have been born. He could have been celebrated. He could have also been a failed Messiah. He could have not, he could have just died. He could have just been crucified and he might never have risen, right? If that had happened, which happened to a lot of so-called messiahs that claim to be the anointed one of God that happened all throughout history. So, uh, is it possible that, you know, Jesus could have been one of those people, right? He wasn't, but he could have been. So the fact that he wasn't really, to me, says that Easter is a better holiday. But anyway, I digress. So what are we really trying to accomplish? And so my wife and I were, um, came across a, uh, a devotion written by Paul David Tripp, uh, tremendous pastor, uh, tremendous writer. Um, he is, uh, he challenges people more than I, I, I would prefer to be challenged sometimes, frankly. Um, and he says this, I'm just going to, you know, I was going to paraphrase, but I'm just going to read what he wrote. It is, it is a significant spiritual dynamic to consider. And he's talking about Jeremiah chapter two, where Israel is receiving blessing from God, but not giving God credit for it. Um, what we celebrate as a blessing, lost my place, what we celebrate as a blessing from God can become an idol that rules and directs our hearts. It happens too easily and so subtly. The genuine obedience that was the fruit of grace morphs into self-righteous pride that I prayed around before other people. The house that I once viewed as an undeserved gift of God becomes an idol that gobbles up the thoughts and desires of my heart. That relationship that I once saw as a blessing from God's good hand um, of my um, um, good hand replaces him as the source of my identity. The theological knowledge as the ink goes on. And I would add to that the gifts that I want to give to people or the gifts that I even want to receive, the things that I view Christmas as about, right? This idea of putting up a tree and decorating my house and giving gifts and buying all this food. And I, and I don't want you to hear me. I'm not saying those things are inherently bad and we shouldn't do them. Sure, we should buy people gifts. I think gifts, gift giving is wonderful, especially when I get them. But, but, 
when we place those things at such a premium over and above the actual thing that God is asking us to celebrate, we've lost something. We have truly lost something. Now, let me get back to Elf on the Shelf, and frankly, Santa Claus for that matter. Um, although I believed in Santa Claus, we did not teach our kids about Santa. We, we, we taught them about Santa, but we told them Santa wasn't real. Now, to be fair, we also told our kids, don't ruin it for anybody else. You know, we didn't want our kids to be those kids. Uh, and they didn't successfully. They haven't. They've, now they're not old enough where they wouldn't believe him anyway. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's, that's, and they, they've never ruined it for anyone. So, Praise Jesus for that. But because I really didn't want to be that parent. But at the same time, we didn't want them to. Honestly, my, my wife said it. My wife said it great. She's like, I don't want a fictional character receiving the credit for what I thought through and did. And like that, that's fair. Um, and when we first said it to my parents that we weren't going to do Santa, my, my parents were not thrilled with us. Like, why wouldn't you do that? This is an innocent, fun thing. There is actually research out there that suggests, now it's not conclusive, but it's interesting, that suggests that when you tell your kids about Santa, and then you later tell your kids Santa is a lie, what are you saying about Jesus? Right? Because I can't see Santa. I don't know Santa. I can read about Santa. I can... Um, have stories about Santa. And then one day I learned that all that is make-believe. I learn about Jesus. I come to know a little bit about Jesus. I read about him. I hear stories about him. What's to say that one day I'm not going to come to believe that he's just also a fictional character? At least call that into question. So as parents, you have to decide, like, okay, I'm going to tell you that this person I've been trying so hard including doing things like Elf on the Shelf, trying so hard to keep you believing in. And by doing that, I'm removing the centrality of Jesus's birth from the conversation and trying to somehow connect those two and make them make sense. Newsflash, it doesn't. It just doesn't. And I fail to understand why it is that we press into this so hard that this becomes a necessity. Like we have to do these things. We have to buy all these gifts. We have to have all this food. We have to have all these decorations. Because essentially what we're telling ourselves is that this is what Christmas has become. This is what the holidays are about. Rather than about actually worshiping Jesus. We believe and we have taught ourselves and we've taught our kids that the most important thing is that that elf watching me knows that I'm being good. Why not be good because the Bible tells you to be good? Why not be good because it makes the Spirit of God happy? Why not be good because it's the way of Jesus and it's the way He designed us to be? Why not teach our kids that? the right kind of behavior is the right thing to do and to illustrate for them what grace is and to show them um, how Jesus treated other people and to teach them the scriptures and not just at Christmas, right? Christmas should just be that next time that we say, hey, we're going to celebrate this one part of Jesus's life 
And then Easter, we're going to celebrate that pinnacle moment of his death and resurrection. And then the rest of the year, we're going to celebrate everything else in between. And we're going to make sure that we are hitting everything. Um, so I know it's a bit of it's a bit of a rant, and I know it's a bit of a. a <laughs> I'm sure some of you are like Steve, shut up, and I, I I get that, I understand that, and I completely appreciate that. Um, but if I could if I could maybe challenge us this season, okay, because I'm I would never tell you to not buy gifts and to not have fun, and and every family is going to do what they do, right? And <clears throat> excuse me, and have uh, the traditions that you have, absolutely. You know, without a doubt, I think that's that's huge and it's important. Family is a big deal, and I think it's really, really important. One of the greatest things we ever did was move to California um, because it forced our family, as a unit of six people, to come together and just be together because we couldn't really see our our bigger uh, extended family because we couldn't afford to fly back to Michigan or have them fly out or whatever. That just wasn't in the cards. So when we did that, we came together as a very, very tight you know, closely knit uh, family of six that came up with all of our own nonsense traditions, all kinds of silly things that we did as a family. Um, we, you know, we we baked Jesus a birthday cake. <laughs> um, we, you know, we did the Jesse tree every year. Um, we did snowman bowling. Um, we would do, um, California is, is just incredible. Uh, LA area in in particular is is famous for the the amount of lights that people put on their houses it's absolutely insane um and because it's warm out you can get out of your car and just walk uh so it's really really cool so we used to do what we called the light express and we would drive around and find the houses and these big huge light shows and every day my wife had something planned leading up to christmas so it wasn't just the day it was this whole extravaganza of like I think 2 weeks worth of just insane amounts of things to do. Um, and that's all really, really wonderful stuff. But the challenge today is to take a step back and ask yourself, of all the traditions and all the things that you're doing, I want you to ask this one crucial question. Is what I'm doing pointing them to Jesus? Okay, is what I'm doing pointing them to Jesus? And I don't mean taking a candy cane, and every church is going to hate me for this, taking a candy cane and somehow spiritualizing a candy cane. Okay, candy cane is a delicious piece of candy. Absolutely delicious. Enjoy that. God gave us a delicious piece of candy. Enjoy the delicious piece of candy. You don't have to make it into a, a salvation thing. It's okay. You don't have to do that. That See, that's what I'm talking about. We, we take these things and we say, okay, I love this so much. I need to find a way to spiritualize this so that I don't feel guilty about doing it. Don't feel guilty about eating a delicious piece of candy. It's delicious. There's no, there's no problem there. But instead, ask yourself, are the traditions, are the things that we're doing as a family pointing my kids to a deeper, more meaningful, more fruitful, more intimate relationship with Jesus? If you can't answer a resounding yes, then take a step back and answer the second question. The second question is, is simple. Is this just a delicious piece of candy? 
Because if it's just a delicious piece of candy, then just enjoy the candy. Then question number three. Is this taking away from my kids knowing Jesus better? Now, I can't make those those uh, arguments for you. I can't make those decisions for you. I could probably tell you, I cannot. And if you can think of this, please email me. Please make a comment someplace because I'd love to know. How on earth, if you think Elf on the Shelf or Santa even, is bringing your kids closer to Jesus, I'd love to know how. Because my guess is, is that it's taking away. Just think, I saw a um I saw an image, it's been floating around the internet and it, it cracks me up. But this is somewhat related. There's an image of a bunch of football fans um sitting buried in snow, sitting in the stands, absolutely buried in snow, freezing cold, watching a football game. And the caption reads something like you know, imagine if people were this dedicated to going to church. Now, okay, I, that's like guilting people into going to church. I get that. But the point still, I think, ring, rings true is you as a parent spend so much time. Think about how much time you spend thinking about the right gifts for your kids. Uh, how much time you spend um, setting up your little elf on the shelf. Uh, in different poses every night. I know, I know how everyone does this because I've never done it, but apparently you're supposed to, you know, put it in different poses and the elf gets into mischief and does crazy things or whatever. You have to think that through every night. Like that's a concerted, you know, an effort that you put in as a parent to make that happen. Okay. Um, when your kids start to ask questions about Santa, you know, you you weave a very, very detailed web of lies so that you that you cover your tracks, right? Mommy, why is Santa uh, at the mall if he's in North Pole? In the North Pole? Uh, well, it's because he can be everywhere. He's omniscient or omnipresent, I mean. Um, no, no. Or these are his helpers or you come up with something, right? <laughs> so, you know, you, you know you're, you know, all the energy that you put in to making sure that your kids don't, you know, um, have the experience that you want them to have. Sorry, lost my train of thought. You put all this work and energy into the, you know, getting in the experience that you want them to have. So like even my wife, putting all this time and energy into planning two weeks worth of everything happening every day to make sure that our kids felt that they were loved and, and, and yes, some of that was Jesus stuff. But even lately, we've taken a step back to say, you know, how much of these things are really necessary, right? Yes, like, let's go back. Some of them, yes, are just fun. They're just delicious pieces of candy that, yes, we can just enjoy that and it's fun, and it's family, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly innocent and there's no reason to overthink it. Absolutely. Don't hear me wrong. But are there moments, and I'm guessing that there is, are there moments where you're thinking, gosh, how in the world does this even remotely connect? And honestly, you have to be honest with yourself. And the answer is probably no, it doesn't. So does the thing that you're doing bring your kids closer to Jesus? And is it bringing them further away from Jesus? 
And if you take maybe some stock this season, take some inventory and ask yourself like, hey, gosh, what we're doing, does it really add value to my kid's life? Does it, is it helping my kids to know Jesus better? And if you can't answer a resounding yes, you might need to let it go. We are called to be people who are countercultural. We are called to be people, and I don't like using the, 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 the phrase any more than the next person, but we're supposed to be living in this world, impacting this world without becoming this world. And every time that we compromise, every time that we try to spiritualize something the world is doing so that we can give ourselves permission, we're missing it. We're missing it big time. Santa has no place on the stage at a at a uh, um, church, you know, Christmas service. True story. It happened last year at mine. There's no place for that. There just isn't. And there's no place for teaching kids that you know. Santa, you know. Yes, there's a a real historical person, you know, Saint Nicholas, and you want to learn about him. Great, he did some good things. That's awesome. But. We're not talking about the, you know, Americanized version of Santa Claus. You want to watch a movie about him? Fine, we do every year. But be careful with what you're telling your kids is truth. Because one day it may mess with what they believe is actually true. So with all that said, um, have a wonderful holiday season. I am going to continue to... um, put out episodes as the holidays go by, um, and talk about a few different things, um, that are semi-related. Um, but as always, um, appreciate you guys taking a few minutes to listen. Um, I hope that you don't hate me, um, but that the challenge, uh, gives you something to think about, um, as we kind of try to together, as we continue this conversation of what it means to truly follow Jesus, what it means to live Jesus-centered lives, what it means to care for our kids' mental health, um, and use that to, um, to just create a stronger bond with them uh, and to know them better. Um, just so many cool things to talk about, so many cool ways to think about our kids and and the impact that they can make and the impact that we're called to make on their lives. Um, as always, please subscribe, like, share, comment, whatever it takes. Um, visit our Substack page and our Patreon page, um, The Discipleship Project. Um, we uh, have some other exciting news coming up in the, in the next couple of weeks that we'll be announcing. Um, but please visit uh, my website, stephenmkozak.com slash The Discipleship Project um, for updates. Um, get on the mailing list, um, join our little Substack group, uh, and get updates right to your e- inbox. Um, every time a new post happens, it'll just get shoved right into your inbox. Uh, and I promise I won't email you like crazy. Um, but we are so glad that you guys are along for the ride. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, have a happy day.